Okay, like, I'm starting to embrace, like, how awkward I am, and, like, I just tried to do, like, a, like a welcome greeting, and I thought it sounded so awkward, and so I am just gonna start the show by broadcasting to you all that I'm very awkward, and I hope you guys, like, are all right with that. Obviously, if you're listening to the show, I guess by some by this point, if you're still listening, I guess you're all right with it. Um, but I hope you continue to be all right with, you know, how things are going for me right now. Um, let me do a formal welcome now. Uh, hey, folks, welcome back to see now. Now I feel like that's not like enthusiastic, enthusiastic. <laughs> so I'm going to try that again. OK. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Go Black Boy Go. Um, thank you so much for supporting the podcast um, up until now, especially during um, this pandemic. Um, I have been uh, <laughs> I have been feel like I've been feeling a certain kind of way about making the episodes. And I'm like, I, I say this every episode, like I'm still trying to figure out the structure and everything. Um, and I, I know I say it like every episode and I know y'all probably get tired of it, but like, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the structure of everything. And I'm trying to figure out like what, like what is a, what is a way that I want to do the solo episodes? Cause I feel like I, I'm, I'm much more comfortable interviewing guests, but I really want to be comfortable doing the solo episodes because it's like time for me to kind of like think out loud and like hear your thoughts as well about my own thoughts. So um, I'm hoping to kind of just keep on creating that kind of feeling um, in future episodes. So um, thank again. I, I can only thank my listeners so much for for listening because, um, yeah, I, I, I feel as though sometimes this is a little chaotic and unorganized. Um, and I know I'm probably being hard on myself, but um, I think I'm being hard on myself because I know what I, I think I'm still trying to figure out what I want it to be. And I know it can be like really, really like structured and like make sense. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just asking y'all to give me the space to do that. And if you um, like a particular episode or if you're enjoying particular episodes, make sure to share them on your social medias, um, on the intranets, on the Twitters. Um, yeah, you can just share the episode link from iTunes or Spotify um, or Podbean, or you can just I don't know, at me on social media, like, uh, I would love to hear from, from listeners about, <laughs> about my antics. Um, all right. So we can just get into my grad school update. Um, okay. So how is teaching? So teaching, <laughs> because my students are writing their essays right now, um, I haven't had to do much. Um, and I've discovered like using voice memos have been much more helpful for me because now I'm not having to like type a bunch. Now I can just like read their essay drafts and then just like respond to them with like a voice note on one of the voice memos. I burped. <laughs> 
I burped on one of this this one student's uh, voice memo, and I said, you know what, a girl, uh, I didn't call a girl, I called her by her name, but I'm not going to say her name because of, like, FERPA stuff. But anyway, um, I said, you know what, girl, um, so I just burped. We're just going to act like it didn't happen. I would stop this recording and redo it but i feel like i would just lose all of the other stuff that i said about your paper so we're just gonna act like it didn't happen and then i just moved on so i really don't know what she would say to that i mean i hope she just um listened to the comments um (laughs) but yeah again like i don't know like i'll get into this at the end of the of the show but like just teaching um teaching during a pandemic is just already stressful and like the demands of the university is is always stressful so it's like I'm trying to have fun with it and I'm trying not to be so caught up in trying to have this like perfect class because there is no template for that especially right now um and so yeah I'm just going with the flow there some the some of them are writing some really interesting things um I have most of my students are so I do my class around um, I give them stuff about social media and race and technology. And basically we look at we look at race and racism and also how race has a play in technology. Um, And I try to do the social media connection, but I haven't really found things that will do that. So usually they always write about like um, when they take the social media angle they always write about um like the effects of social media and then um like which would be fine but for some of them for for me for all of them that were writing about social media I, I was like okay so what what how can we think about the effects like these negative effects of social media during a time when like everyone's on social media right now because we're all inside so like what is that what does that mean for how these negative effects of social media, um, like what what is that? What how how can that be complicated with something like the coronavirus? Um, and I guess like I guess pushing them to do that kind of like makes them, I think, become more aware of their surroundings, which I don't know might be bad because some of them might be trying to block out the situation that's going on which I totally understand but um yeah I just offered that as a a bit of advice and then um I have like two students that are writing specifically about the um the disproportionate uh how black people are disproportionate um disapport why am I struggling to say this I'm gonna choose a different word because I can't say that word right now um how black people are more affected (laughs) more more works okay how black people are more affected um by COVID-19 um and so those have been interesting papers to read because they're like like very very current um and then I have some other I can't think of really my other essays like for this you can tell the students that aren't used to talking about race and the ones that are because the ones that aren't used to talking about race will always like at least I feel like they'll write me the paper that I want to see so they'll basically 
begin their paper talking about white people are bad the white men did this the white men did that and racism and slavery were terrible blah 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 and i just want i just want to like tell them like okay yes all of these things are true but what what are what are you like what is the topic you're exploring we already know these things what more because it's like just and I get that like for some of them that's like the stage that they're at they're just at the stage of like oh wow all of these injustices exist but I guess what I try to do is like push that so push past that barrier of just being like okay white people suck it's like yes white people suck why white people suck what 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 is a certain example that you can give me on that and not just like and then like think more about that example don't just say like oh like white people are terrible like blah 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 blah. and then some (laughs) and then some of them be like yes i know that one one student said i know that white people are terrible and like we've done some terrible things to people in the past but we're all not terrible we're all like work we some of us want to like have equality and change and i was just like okay girl um (laughs) but but again it's like yeah i try to like push on that and like try to get them to think past that because it's very very surface level to just tell me a fact i want to hear your thoughts i want like i don't want you to write me what you think i want to hear just to get a good grade like i don't know and sometimes like like I had a student um, that was disagreeing with black feminists pretty much the whole class until the end. But she was pretty much disagreeing with them because she wasn't like reading them right. And for the most part, her papers were readable, even though I disagree with them, because she wasn't just like it wasn't as it was. hmm, I'm contra I'm going to contradict myself, but we're just going to be fine with it. It was it wasn't a surface level it wasn't as surface level as just simply being like white people suck. It was like, it had a little bit more depth to it. And then throughout the term, as she, as I kind of made her go back and reread things, um, the paper and the argument started to get better, better. So, um, yeah, so that's just kind of my, I guess, tangent about student essays and whatnot. And then as far as my classes, um, I don't know like I don't like school is just like I block out certain times of the day to do schoolwork. I have a zoom class that I have to sit through on Fridays um which if y'all heard the sound of my voice um you'll know how I feel about that and then um yeah I don't like I just try to honestly I'm just I'm just trying to get through the coursework like I'm just like honestly i'm just like really doing the bare minimum and i'm like oh i'm i'm like fine with saying that and it being broadcast out there like i know usually like i'm i'm really really on top of things but like uh, i i don't see a reason to be that way right now um especially when i like i'm still having to study for my exams during all of this so um, I think I'm just trying to conserve all of my energy for that, um, and not really worry about like trying to be like an A plus student 
during like during a pandemic um and that's just that's not an excuse that's the truth like (laughs) it's just it is what it is um so yeah that's that's how your girl is doing with, with school right now all right why don't we get into some classic shit okay so for this week i am gonna be talking about rico nasty's bitch i'm nasty um i like rico nasty's style because it's like very it's very untamed and very in your face and loud and some like chaotic um at times um and i just really really vibe with it like she like i like the songs where she's like screaming (laughs) on the track um yeah I, I just like them a bunch um so this uh song bitch i'm nasty i'm parched so i'm gonna take a sip of water it's summertime in oregon and the houses are not um they don't have ac like they do in the south so um it's starting to get a little toasty um and my mouth has been dry lately so gotta stay hydrated okay so uh so i'll just read out the lines that i'm gonna be talking about and i don't know like sometimes i try to analyze these and sometimes i just kind of like just talk about how I, i like them so we'll see what happens in this reading so um the lyrics are bitch i'm nasty and i don't give a fuck like what it's classy Smoking on cat pee and my voice is raspy. I know these hoes can't stand me. I'm a black queen in a black coupe with some black niggas and and some black suits. If you run up on us, they gon' shoot. I don't really care what you kids do. Um, So I just like the first line, bitch, I'm nasty. Um, I don't give a fuck like what is classy because it's like rejecting those like ideas that what I'm reading we Rico is saying like those ideas that black women have to like women in general but black women specifically have to live up to like being this like classy respectable image and she and like what is classy is kind of like saying like what like like reject like rejecting that kind of those kind of ideas um and just really sitting with nastiness and, and ratchetness as a way of like of like existing um I, I think that's what she's saying there um and then i just like i like the repetition of black and in, in these two lyrics i'm a black queen in a black coupe with some black niggas and a black and some black suits um black niggas is a um what 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 would be the literary term for that it's repetitious but it's like um not contradicting what is the word some black niggas hmm. it's like uh, redundant <laughs> that's the word i was close repetitious redundant yeah it's redundant but it's like i think that whole those whole two lines really like it, it's like it's like celebrating like blackness and just like all things black um just like through style through like um yeah through style through image through imagery so um yeah i just i like that line um 
I don't really know what to make about if they run up on us, then they gonna shoot. I don't really know what to make about that because I don't know. Well, it's it's just like you're you're just all you're just on you're just on you're just ready for battle. <laughs> that's what I that's what I take from that. Then you're just like ready for battle and like you, you don't care because bitch you're nasty, um, which reminds me of Janet Jackson's Nasty Boys, which. I also like that song, but that'll, that, that would be a tangent. Okay. So, and then the, another lyric I wanted to, um, point out from this song is when she says, and I'm screaming, fuck Trump, black girls stand up. Um, I just like that because, um, I don't think I've heard, uh, uh, a dismissal of Trump and, uh, the the um encouragement of black girls before in one sentence um and i i perfectly stand both of those things i support them both um so yeah that is rico nasty's bitch i'm nasty and that has been some classic shit all righty so um hmm. <laughs> well okay so there is Okay, so this is a segment called What I've Been Seeing, and this is basically the time where I reflect on news stories that I've been seeing, things I've been watching, things I've been reading. It's a very broad um, um, segment, but um, I think some, like somehow I think this is going to relate to one another. I don't know. Y'all be the, y'all be the, y'all kind of tell me. Um, so... I am very much saddened to hear about um, the. I'm j- well, just now finding up out about this, um, the killing of Ahmad Arbery. Hope I said that name right. Um, the black man that was uh, running in a neighborhood and was gunned down by a white man and his son, and the white man and um, the son are just now being arrested and charged with murder. Um, and I think there's going to be a trial, um, uh, happening soon. Um, but it's just like in the midst of a pandemic, we also have this, um, murder that we, that we're having to deal with. And it's just like when I heard, when I, when I heard about this, I just kind of like shut down because it's like over and over you like these stories you hear about what um uh, these black folks were were doing to be um considered a threat by white people and it's just the most um mundane of things running in a neighborhood sleeping um selling cds or i don't know it just multiple like just multiple things that are just very like non-threatening um and it's just like really scary to live in a place like Oregon and to where it is a, a like largely white um and it just it just and I I mention this all the time because like living in Oregon you become very very hyper aware of your blackness you you like it, it becomes impossible to ignore that you're black. Like people will look at you and make your, make, make you know that you're black. Like 
walking um walking to go sit outside away from people um this kid today this kid was like what's up and i'm just like i just looked at him and then i looked away because like that that kind of thing always happens to me where it's like they try to like do some like hood talk (laughs) with me and i'm just like girl i am not the one (laughs) um i am not the one um yeah it's it's just like i don't know just like living in a place like this and then just like not already not feeling like you can like go outside and like do regular things but then hearing stories where people are like murdered for running which i like running um I like running in, 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 in neighborhoods and things. Cause I like looking at the houses and stuff, but it's like, now I'm like scared to go run because I feel as though I'll be thought of as a threat. Um, and, and then it's like, yeah. And then I get really in my head with that. And then it's like, okay, wait, I can't let that keep me from, you know, running in things like this or just like existing, but it, it, it is something in the back of my mind. Um, and then also with these these um, with killings of black men specifically, I always because we get so much of these stories, I always question what um, killings of black women are being like not uh, talked about or not broadcasted. Um, and for a couple like throughout the years, like or just this past year, like there are a lot and like Twitter seems to be a place that kind of just like reports them. But, um, as far as national news coverage, um, that doesn't really happen. Um, and then the stories about black trans and, um, black trans women specifically and black queer folks, but especially black trans women, um, those stories don't make national news either. And and it's not like a big rally call for folks, um, mostly either. So it's just like, in addition to like these terrible killings that happen, there are so many other killings that happen every day that people don't like collectively rally for. And so it's like when something like this happens, it scares me. And then I'm like, okay, wait, who's being left out here? What happened when such and such died? What happened when this person died? Why wasn't? And so I, I'm just always like conflicted about, like responding to things like that. Um, and I honestly think it is because I identify as a black queer person. Um, and like, I think for many black queer people, there is this kind of like complicated and I don't want to speak for y'all. So black queer folks, if you're listening to this, please like tell me if I'm saying something wrong, but, um, there's like this kind of like juggling that we do. Cause it's like, okay, yes, someone, like this black man was murdered and um, it's it's completely terrible. And then it's like this kind of other thing. It's like, OK, would someone care if if like this happened to me? Like, would this be the same reaction, you know? Um, and so it just kind of like creates this ambivalent feeling um, about. Um, about like, yeah, just about your life really um just like when you when you see yourself um when you see yourself in these killings it kind of like makes you rethink like or think more deeply about um what does it mean for your own 
black self. Um, I guess is what what I'm saying. Um, but yes, I just want to like hold space for like saying that I am like deeply saddened by this murder and the injustices behind it, the lack of response or, or the lack of readily response to this. Um, and I hope that the protesters that are um, bringing awareness to it, I hope that they continue to protest safely um, during this pandemic. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, and then also, like, again, there's a pandemic going on and then there's just like, oh, black people are being shot in fucking neighborhoods and that's like another thing we got to deal with but you know we've always had to deal with us getting shot but i digress so um and i'm not bitter about it (laughs) (laughs) i know but by by my voice i hope you can tell i'm very bitter about it but i'm gonna keep moving on and use um i'm gonna keep moving on (laughs) i tend to go on tangents so I think that's something I'm starting to realize about myself. Um, so I have to keep myself on track. Okay. Moving on. Um, so, yes. So I want to talk about this article that I found uh, called the, uh, the, the, the title is called the coronavirus was an emergency until Trump found out who was dying. Um, and this is um, an Atlantic article. The author talks about um, what he is kind of talking about. Uh, terming from a philosopher um the racial contract and he talks about the um racial contract as um he calls it a codit codisol 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 c-o-d-i-c-i-l codisol um rendered invisible link one saying that the rules as written do not apply to non-white people in the same way the Declaration of Independence states that all men are created equal. The racial contract limits this to white men with property. The law says murder is illegal. The racial contract says it's fine for white people to chase and murder black people if they have decided that those black people scare them. So it's just basically talking, saying that the racial contract is something that America follows when it comes to um black people and black and brown folks and the article is really taking issue with how because um because black and brown people are the ones that are being affected by COVID-19 the most due to them um like having to work in um unsafe conditions that um like a lot of white people quite frankly are like not taking the virus as serious or not thinking that these deaths are like equated to something um or that the deaths are not like something to worry about and he's kind of showing how the president um and his administration is sort of like um supporting this idea that yes we're going to lose people but it won't be as bad and because the author is saying um because 
most of the people that were losing are black and brown. This is why um, many folks don't care. Um, many white folks don't care. And so um, I think it's a very interesting article and it kind of, um, it kind of talks about what I've kind of been feeling, which is, yeah, when I've, when I, I, I didn't think I could say this out loud, but yes, when I found out that coronavirus was affecting black people the most and I started seeing the white people here, not really social distancing that much, I was like, okay, it seems like people are seeing that the virus is not people here are seeing that the virus is not really affecting their communities. So they're not really taking the guidelines as serious. They don't really feel like there's a need to be worried about anything. Um, and, and it's just like, I don't know. It's just like really annoying to be around because it's like they live in this just, they're so protected by everything and they have resources to everything. There's very great healthcare here, um, which I'm grateful for. Um, and, and, and yes, they, they, they're very protected here. So it's like, even, even if someone does get sick, they, they have this feeling that, Oh, like, you know, I'll be fine. But it's like, whereas, um, in poor black communities, like that level of protection and that privilege of protection and comfortability isn't there. So it's like, it's really, really frustrating to live in a place like that where people are kind of like not really taking this seriously. And me as a black person, I'm like, okay, like I know that people in my community are more affected by this than I am. And like, I'm not going to just act like that nothing's going on. So, um, yeah, and I just think it's, it's definitely related to, um, this, what this author is talking about with a racial contract where it's like, well, hold on. The racial contract is kind of talking about the way that America deems it okay to kill black and brown people. Um, but I think the author takes the racial contract and he says um, he connects it to also like the way that black and brown deaths are seen as like needed for 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 American culture to, or American society to um, progress or to to yeah progress past this virus um, and so like yeah I think. I th- yeah, I think the coronavirus is exposing a lot. And um, I I mean, it's not really new stuff because we already knew white people didn't really care about um, black and brown people that kind of just like support their livelihoods. But um, it's just like very, very obvious now. Um, and yeah, I, I think I, I think people just need to just wake up and yeah I'll, I'll leave it there I, I could go on and on and on about that so I'll leave it there um let me see the time so I'm not holding out okay oh okay um okay so moving on um I guess this will be a lighter note um but but um I saw a um uh, <laughs> why am I like near what what okay 
Hold on, let me collect myself. Okay. Um, I saw the movie Last Black Man in San Francisco last night, and for the longest I have been... I've heard about the movie, and then I just didn't watch it for a while because for some reason I have this thing where I don't want to watch things that people like tell me I need to watch um or like I'll like wait a wait a long time to watch them um so this was one of those movies and um I was instantly like taken aback by like how it was shot the way the characters were the um the dialogue like it it was a I thought it was just going to be like this kind of like depression, like this depressing black movie, um, which I, I, I appreciate, but I also get tired of sometimes, like sometimes I want to see black people be happy. Um, um, so like this movie, it, it was dramatic, but it had like, it was very quirky. Um, and it was like, I've never seen black men, be like make fun of themselves and be like quirky and fun and joyful and like weird and and like I've I've never seen that in a movie so I was like really really like I really identified with it because I really see myself in the characters um which no yeah y'all can just watch it and, and hear the names but um and just in general um one thing I'll say about the film is that I really love the way that black masculinity is treated in it um there are there's like the two main characters that kind of like are like good friends and um like they really they like they love each other and it's like it's a love that I wouldn't even I wouldn't even read it as like sexual it's like very very like just like loving I I don't (laughs) I don't know what to say like I don't want to say brotherly love but like it was a very loving and caring relationship and you could, you could argue that maybe they are more than friends, but I think that would take away from the fact that black men, it can be in friendships where they're like uh, emotional with each other and care for each other and like hug each other and aren't afraid to like touch each other and hold each other. Like it just, it was a very like not afraid to be intimate with each other without like, and like not confusing intimacy with sex. And I thought that was a very, very great um, way to portray um, a black, black man in, 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 in friendship. Like I just, I found that great. And then there were these characters that were like the, um, I guess gang bangers. Um, and I found these characters to be very, very uh, complex because it kind of like showed how all of that like hood like the kind of like gangster pose and attitude it's how it's all an act and how um it really does hurt it really does hurt and and harm and kill um like each other and like I don't want to give it away but someone dies and it's like a result of this kind of like need to be this like gangster macho kind of man and like there are these moments where the camera kind of like slowly pulls in on their faces and you can just see like 
like the actors were very very good like all of the actors were good because you can kind of see like them holding back tears and like the kind of like anger and aggression but like like you can see their eyes watering up and it was just like I've yeah it's it's a movie where I've never seen so many black men embrace each other and like show emotion and like just it was great um and it it was different kinds of black men too it wasn't just one type um so yeah I, I I say like I definitely recommend that movie um I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to show it um, when I in my uh, cinema classes when I start teaching that because I also think in terms of the way that blackness is portrayed in cinema, it's a very, very interesting film in terms of that because, you know, we have a film like Get Out and then we have a film like Us. Well, let's go back to Get Out. We have a film like Get Out where it's like, a different like it's it's about how black masculinity is desired by white culture and then this film is about how black masculinity is destructive to its own self and its own culture um so yeah i i think this is a very interesting movie and yeah i guess i'm gonna probably like write about this in my dissertation so (laughs) i'll keep y'all updated on that all right um we have come to the end of the show with this is going to be my favorite segment. Once I get comfortable cussing and um, whatnot to y'all, uh, I'm so done. Um, this is a segment. I'm so done where I talk about something I'm so done with for the week. And as y'all, as I've been telling y'all, um, the university is just on some other shit. Like, <laughs> like, they it, just this whole through this whole pandemic like just nonsense absolute nonsense that's that's all i can say um there's like this so we the uni the the university of oregon I don't know if I can, like, it's like, will I get sued for, for like saying the name? I don't know. Anyway, the University of Oregon is planning on, it's planning for the fall and they haven't decided yet if they're going to open up in the fall, have in-person classes in the fall, or if it's all going to be online. Most schools are going for online, like no matter how the pandemic pans out, most schools are saying, okay, we're, we're going to, we're going to be online so that we can keep the, um, the virus numbers down. The university of Oregon is delaying that for some reason. Um, I know the governor is going to announce on May 15th, like whether or not the city of Eugene is going to start, um, phase one of, um, opening back up the city but the university is kind of like acting as if they can predict what the coronavirus does so they send us this email where they're asking faculty and GEs to put down their names if they want to work remotely and of course I did um, because why wouldn't I and I honestly like they they asked I don't I was also kind of like 
annoyed by the form because they asked us to put a reason why we wanted to work remotely and i was about to say i'm black and we are more affected by this disease and i don't think it's safe for me to be on campus but i did i didn't do that but i really i really should have done that um because they need to be shaken up a bit and know that and, and know that they got some black students that are being put at risk um by their indecisiveness indecisiveness um but i just put like i would feel more comfortable once i knew that when all the students came back that the virus wouldn't spike up um and so then um i looked on like the um the union facebook page and i was kind of like seeing people freak out about the the um um survey because uh, because they were saying like oh are they going to like fire us if we sign the survey are they like making uh, making us like work for the university if we don't agree to work in person um and so like i was like a little i was definitely scared because i was like okay is is my like phd funding going to be put at risk because i don't want to be i don't want to like work on campus um after like in the aftermath of a pandemic like and then it's like another thing it's like the university is making it seem as if they know how the pandemic is going to happen we don't know what can happen with corona like miss corona is she's turning all the shots like we we she's unpredictable so it's like how can you even like prepare how can you even give people an option if they want to be on in person or not um it it makes no sense to me um and i just really i really don't no, I know the reasoning behind it. And I think it's, it's definitely something to do with money because, um, that's just, that's just what it is. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I hope that's not the case that by me putting my name on there, that they'll just weed me out and like not give me funding. Um, I hope that's not the case, the case. And if it is the case, um, I still think I'm going to be all right because I'm the only black man in my program and I know I look good for uh, diversity shit. So hopefully I can use the race card if they they decide to take my funding <laughs> and I will gladly use the race card. <laughs> all right. Um, that is what I'm done with this week. Thank y'all for tuning into this episode. Um, I want to thank y'all for the support throughout the years. The podcast is nearing two years um which i can't believe like i mean like for about six months or so i was like i was like mia but we're gonna ignore that um yeah the podcast is nearing two years and i'm like so happy to like keep this going i like like right now like after finishing this episode i feel like more confident about how i want to do the solo episodes so um Again, thank y'all for sticking with me and thank y'all for the support for the drag race episodes that I do with my friend Will. Um, Like, that's also fun to just kind of like, I don't know, just let my hair down and like just talk about the show and like connect with folks about the show. Um, Yeah, and if you don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, I totally recommend you watch it because that too is also um, at least I'm reading that too is also about um, 
like these various various forms of black masculinity um which i could actually do an episode on in the future so we'll put a pen in that you can follow the podcast on instagram and twitter at go black boy go and you can listen to the podcast on itunes spotify and podbean um and again if you ever listen to an episode and really really like it um and want to share it uh please share it and get the word out uh, out there about your thoughts about my thoughts hmm i like that your thoughts about my thoughts hmm okay um <laughs> uh and then I, I another thing that i realize is that i nervously laugh a bunch because i feel as though that um people are gonna just think i'm weird but like people are just gonna have to deal with that um yeah um yeah i think i'm okay no see i'm, I'm trolling off now so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and end this before this ends up being like an hour-long podcast when it can just be 40 minutes so everyone take care stay safe um i i, I wish your families like you and your families like continued safety continued sanity i hope you're watching i hope you're able to watch some some trashy tv some great movies have some great conversations with friends etc etc um and thank you for listening Girl, I am not the one. <laughs>